We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast, Fred Zinke gets shares his must-five September ads. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> uh, maybe not must-ads. We'll do that and share our frustrations with all the day-to-day and, and injury moves that are happening right now here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with a very angry Fred Zinke. Fred, uh, we, uh, as, as angry as a Canadian gets, uh, but uh, lot, lots of frustration right now in our fantasy baseball leagues. It's September, and guess what? It is. It's that time, and it's it's especially bad this year. I feel like Fred because you know we we had the compressed spring training. We got guys, I think, wearing out a little bit more. Uh, that is my theory, and I'm sticking by it here, but uh, it makes all of our, our pickups a little bit more important. Let's just get into it, though. Uh, let, share us. Who's frustrating you the most right now? Oh, I can make a list. So you're right. So I think what happens in September really is, um, and I'm pretty good at not getting upset as the season goes along. Like 10 years ago, Fred would get upset. Hmm. Nowadays, I don't really anymore because you just know there's going to be ebbs and flows and you're going to have bad days and good days and your pitch. Everybody's pitchers are going to get scratched sometimes and things like that. But we get to this point now in September where like there are no, there, there's no more time for ebbs and flows. <laughs> like, right. If, if you're, if you miss out on some wins or something this week, like you don't have a lot of time to get them back. So you, I think you just feel this added pressure. So for example, I, it looks like Ryan Presley's not going to be activated today as they had told us the entire time that this neck injury was very minor and that, and maybe he will still get activated today or tomorrow or something, but they, we were told this neck injury was very minor. He threw a bullpen session on the weekend. He was good to go. This was more precautionary than everything, anything else. We watched Rafael Montero pick up saves in bunches while he was on the IL. Hector Neris, I think got one yep. in there. I was ready for Presley to come back. Looks like it's not happening. I have him on some important teams where I need every save possible. Um, Anthony Rizzo's on the IL with a back injury. Now I have him on many, many teams as we talked about all year, his back is always a concern. 
Um, now it looks like Max Scherzer isn't going to start this week. I have him on some teams. Uh, we may not start this week. What are we supposed to do with that information? Thanks a lot, Mets. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I could still move Max Scherzer. The Mets haven't played this week, but uh, unfortunately, probably a lot of the pitchers I would have replaced them with are now locked. So yeah, that's exactly the problem. You know. Yes. It, so especially so, such as if I'm while I'm ranting, Pete Fairbanks, who I sat this week because he hadn't had saves lately and I had some other decent options. And then he goes out yesterday and, of course, gets a save on a team where I could really use saves. So it just I think I just feel I think we all feel added pressure right now. And you're at a point in the standings where like there's still about four weeks left, like you can still move up mm-hmm. and down a fair amount oh, yeah. in a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks, maybe in some leagues, I'll just resign myself to like, it isn't going to happen. Or maybe I'll just be in a position where I'm like, okay, it is going to happen and we'll feel less pressure. I don't know. I find right now, like I always, every year I feel a sense of urgency where I'm like, it could happen, but it needs to happen. Like the process needs to be started now. And then you get these things that are kind of outside your control and it's frustrating. Oh, absolutely. And you know what, uh, you know, I feel like it, you know, there's this lag effect too. Like I've had a, my, my main event team that uh, the main event online team that's doing very well has slumped at the slump for like the last 10 days. And I'm like, it's weird. I've been slumping, but I guess everybody else is too. Cause I haven't been losing ground in my league standings. Well, yesterday I started losing ground in my league standings and yet another three for 24 with two RBI. I'm like, uh, just watching these guys, you know, either, you know, not play or not, not hit at all. Braves weren't playing yesterday. If the Braves aren't playing, I feel like I'm not getting any hitting. Michael Harris and Dansby Swanson are saving that team right now. Uh, and Matt Olson too. But when they're not playing, like, uh, you know, and like that. And it's finally starting to take its like cumulative effect. There's still enough time to lose ground in the standings. You know, I, after all, I climbed that ladder a month ago. Now, now I'm kind of descending that ladder. Yeah, Dancy Swanson's another guy who's been like just fine lately. Not terrible, but not as good right. as he as he had been. He's on some of my important teams. But I think you're you're right. Like so at the beginning of the year, if you have a couple three bad days in a row, you see the movement in the standings. Now mm-hmm. you can kind of you log in the next morning, you know you had a bad night, and you kind of cringe as you check the standings and you're like, Oh, okay, I didn't go down. Okay, I didn't go down. But <laughs> we've been doing this for a long time. You you did go down. You just didn't go down far enough to lose the points yet. But if you had two RBIs, like some people caught our start, like they moved closer to you. Right. And, and if it continues, they will eventually catch you. It's just, yeah. you can survive later in the season, a bad night. Um, I had Andrew Heaney last night in an important league and I got up this morning and looked and I was like, Oh, Andrew Heaney, every time I start you, you let in a lot of runs or pitch three innings or something. Every time I don't start you, you're great. And he wasn't great last night. Um, and then and you, you can start to see the gap and, and you can see the gaps narrowing, like yes. home runs. And, like, Oh, I can see, Oh, you're a yes. lot closer now. Oh, so you're, so you're like, okay, I'm still okay, but we need to get it. St- we need to get back on track tonight, guys. And yeah. they, yeah. Then, but if it keeps going, yeah. It, uh, then if it keeps going, like you will lose those points eventually. Yeah. And, and I've lost, and, and it's in the averages too. Like I, I lost, I, I've lost a couple of points in batting average the last couple of days because I keep on getting these strings of 125, 174, 210. You know, like 210 would be like a good day now. <laughs> uh, it's just aggravating. It's all get up there. You do see, um, I, you do see it much faster in the overall because in the overall, there's just so many teams that. Yep. You know, like if you have a two RBI night or a 175 batting average night, like you're going to get passed by some people. 
So yeah. in, in your league, you may not see it every day, which maybe is good for stress relief. That maybe that's the overall is just too stressful in that regard. But yeah, it just it is what it is. This is like I said, this is the this is the crunch time right now. We kind of you might get to a place of peace with some of these teams in two weeks where you're like, oh, there's only a couple weeks left. Like I've got this or I don't got it or I'm not competing in the overall. Right now, it could a lot of leagues I think could go in in either direction and to a large degree. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, and I'd highly recommend not looking at the overall every day like I've been doing lately. It's not yeah. it's not helpful. Just look at the end of the week. I mean, it is what it is. You can't, I mean, I, I understand. Okay, maybe look on Friday. If you're looking at individual categories, you're trying to find, decide whether you want to get the, the, the power guy versus the speed guy, I guess. But look on, look on Mondays when you're setting your lineup or even look on Sundays when you're doing your free yeah. agents and you want to come, uh, conjure up a strategy decide where, where you can gain points. Uh, but other than that, don't check day to day. It's just, Oh, the swings are a killer. I think that's, I think that's really good advice and really good topic for this time of year. Like, so I, I've always believed like you, you should intimately know your roster and how they're doing throughout the week. Like, I think you should know that you should know if you want to check every box score every day or go in and check your team's box score, however you want to do it. Do you want to go mm-hmm. through, an app, the MLB box scores and look or whatever, but you should be keeping track of like, cause that's how you really notice. We're like, Oh, this guy hasn't been in the lineup much this week, or this guy, they keep hitting him seventh. I, that didn't used to be the case. So I think you've got to keep track of your team every day and how they played, but you don't need to look at the standings every day unless you want to, but you don't need to. You just need to check those later in the week when you're planning, you know, what yep. you want to do for the next week. So it doesn't, cause it doesn't really matter how you got to Saturday night or Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon in the standings, the whole, it's just like that you're there. That's all that matters for the standings. But I do like checking every day to know, for example, that Andrew Heaney didn't pitch well last night. Like I want to, like, I want to see that. I want to know if some of my, that Yandy Diaz wasn't in the lineup yesterday, just for when I'm assessing him at the end of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Th- those yeah. parts, watch the games, watch your players. Yeah. You know, I even but I watched my cl- I even watched my closers in Sunday and lived to tell the tale. Now, Clay Holmes was very shaky, but he got it done with uh, maybe a benefit of a call at the end there. Uh, but uh, you know, at the same time, Barlow was had a nice clean save. It was beautiful. Then, problem was Barlow pitched yesterday in a non-save chance. Uh, it was a tie game. Didn't give up a run, but you know, gave up some base runners. Probably won't close if there's a save situation for the the uh, Royals tonight. Um, you know. You know, Holmes was good again yesterday. Now the Yankees yeah. have been rained out. So that that's beautiful. So he'll have a, a day of rest before he pitches in the doubleheader tomorrow. Hopefully there's another save chance there. Saves are where it's all at for me. Uh, saves and hitting. I mean, I, I yeah, I need good starts, but I need – I'm not really chasing wins, at least not in my league. I am chasing them in the overall. I guess I'm – you need them – every win counts uh, in the overall, but way more important in the uh, in the overall than in the league. But, you know, saves – every save is like – mana from heaven yeah and you'll be following along and you know maybe the yankees if you have homes the yankees will be up three nothing in the eighth and you're like don't tack on don't tack on and all of a sudden they get another run and you're like ah there goes my save chance true story i was actually i watched the blue jays on sunday and then it the channel just naturally flipped over to the yankees Rays game Uh such big interest to blue jays fans and i watched that game for probably four innings the last four innings all the way up to the commercial break break heading into the bottom of the ninth 
and I have Clay Holmes on an important team, and I shut it off. So, wow, <laughs> good discipline. Not watching your closer. I watched that game right up until then, which then at that point I knew there would be a save chance for sure. I knew he was coming in. I shut it off. I went and did something else for 20 minutes, and then I checked to make sure he got the save. So you're the hero that nobody knew about there. We Thank That's you right. for your service. Yep. Appreciate you, you. Clay Holmes owners, you can – Send tweet at me. Thank me for uh, for tuning off the game. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's use that as a bridge to a, a, a general topic, and I like general topics t- this time of year. We can talk some some inter- interesting things. Otherwise, uh, just some of the stuff that happened last night. But saves closers uh, wasn't a mistake to draft closers early this year. Uh, you know, we, we they went earlier than ever. Haters obviously struggling now. Hendricks went through a phase where he's struggling a little bit. Classe and Jansen lead baseball on saves with 31. Romano and Hendricks are at 30. Hendricks is, hey, after all Hendricks has been through, he's at 30 saves. Uh, and we have uh, Diaz and Hader at 29, Bard and Rogers at 28. We're not going to get 40 saves from anybody this year. We'll probably get 35 from a couple of people, but it wasn't a mistake to draft these closers early. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, in large this year, small sample size, it's one year, it's a few guys, but I think just looking at the list. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if we just go through, I just pulled up the eight haters rolls. actually at 30, by the way, I misspoke because it just, when I looked at the stats page, it just showed his, his Brewers stats. He had 28 okay. with the Brewers okay. two so far at the Padres. Right. So I'm going to say Sorry hater, like haters, a bad pick. Like he's been dropped by a bunch of people. He was dropped by a bunch of people in August. His ratios are poor. Mm-hmm. I know you got 30 saves if you've hung on to him like grim death all the way to September. But like he went, he, he was the seventh pitcher off the board in April NFBC drafts, like the seventh overall pitcher off the board. Like that, that's not good. He has an ERA in the fives, right? Six, so, sixes, 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 sorry. Um, not good. Liam Hendricks was the ninth pitcher off the board. Uh, I'd say he's been a disappointing pick, right? Mm-hmm. Not like a total bust, but disappointing. His ratios aren't as bad as haters, but they're not good. And they're and you didn't get the hundred strike. You're not getting the hundred strikeouts you're hoping to get. And he could still lead the majors in saves, by the way, Hendricks. Like he's he's right there, and they work him hard. So yeah, well, haters could still lead the majors in saves. Yeah, it's he could. Still possible. He's at thirty. He's not. So that, he's, could, he's only one off the lead. So he, that would yeah, be he, crazy. He could, he could lead the majors in saves and be a bust, right? Like yeah. if he if he leads the majors in saves, but his final ERA is five point eight seven or something, then I gotta think he's still a bust. Yeah. So, yeah. So those two are busts. Next closer off the board was Iglesias. You only got him until it was a weird one, but you only got him until we, we didn't see coming. But who cares? It's all part of the puzzle that you didn't. So there's the first three. And he you was have fourteen after. in the main event, by the way. Iglesias was so. Yeah. So you didn't have him past the end of july like if you're going to pay that price like you're putting him in with aces uh then i think you need to have iglesias for the whole season um class a and diaz were next they've both been great yes more than great more than great they've been amazing uh yep class a has seven walks all season diaz has nine walks all season or no uh, i'm sorry uh, nine, nine earned run. Those are yeah, nine earned runs. Diaz has 17 walks. So he's a little bit wilder, but still go ahead. Ryan Presley next, I would say definitely very disappointing. I know he has 25 saves. He could still come back this week and end up with 30 saves, but he did not like, kill you though. He didn't kill you. 
But definitely, what's his strikeout total? It's like something that's not because he's been 46 hurt. K so far this season. Uh, so he, Only he, could get to 60, innings. he could get to 60, 55. It's yeah. not terrible. He, you know, so, you didn't lose on Ryan. Presley. No, no, you're right. And when I look at the starters, he's actually he's around some pretty awesome starters. Verlander, Gosman, he's done some pretty good cease. Like the cease guy's not bad. So yeah. that's not bad. But you missed it. Maybe you would have taken Brios. So maybe he's safe. Or a Kenley hitter. J- maybe you yeah, would have taken sure. a hitter there too. For sure. I just have him sorted in the pitchers right now. Kenley Jansen and Chapman are next, like back to back. Kenley Jansen, you're not complaining about. You got 31 he, saves out of him. Yeah, he's fine. He should get to 35. Jan- obviously, Chapman, massive okay. bust. Massive complaints about him, sure. Yes. So he's the most disappointing guy, right, so far. Yes, by a mile. Yeah. Romano's in that grouping too. Romano's next. Now start. We start to hit the point though where are we still saying early closer. So like with yep. Romano, his ADP in April is around pick eighty-five. Yeah, but no, I'm just sorting by main event ADP. Okay, uh, what picks that? Sixty-two. That's pretty early. Yeah, that's early. Yeah. So I mean, he was one of those where if you got caught up in the inflation and you missed, it, you, you probably missed out on like I missed out on him. Funny thing is, my better team. We did not take the early closer. We missed out. Wasn't dude right. that we were like anti early closer. It's just, you know, we had to take yeah. a value on Matt Olson. We had to take a, you know, we took Urias in the second round instead of the closer. Happy yeah. with that. Very happy with that. But ev- then after that, there's always like, okay, well, they're presenting this to us. Let's do it. I mean, they're like, e- even in the fifth round when we made our worst pick with Javier Baez, um, it wasn't because like, oh, well, yeah, we can't take the value on this. It's like, Oh, we got shut out on the closer. Who do we go with instead? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but uh, so far, you know, there's a couple of busts in there. They're not terrible picks, but we're also not getting like 40 saves. It's just the way baseball is now, too. Yeah, that's right. Yes, you just have to live with 30. Kimbrel's next, but Yikes. bust somewhat, kind of. He has some saves. Yeah. He has plenty of saves, like enough saves. Um, but 21, only 21 saves, Fred. Yeah. So if you just finish the year with 25 and then he's not really bad ratios, valuable. Yeah. Not good. Giovanni Gallegos is next. Massive yep. bust. You know, not as big. Well, yeah, he's a bust. He's gotten three saves lately, by the way. No, for nobody. Nobody had him. I know. I That's the thing. But his ratios are great. 288 and one. He has two wins and 13 saves, 60 Ks. But yeah, you know, no, you haven't been able to roster him for the last two months. No, and for a reliever, you took around pick a hundred somewhere in that range. Like it's just that's a bust. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a bust. Corey Knable, I think I have next. Yep, that bust. was that was the guy that everybody was pushing up when you missed yep. out on the top tier. Okay, he yeah. he's the bridge between the good closers and the crappy closers, if you will. I might argue Taylor Rogers is next. I guess a bust. I might argue that now, by the time you get to pick whatever you have. I have him as 140 in April, overall April ADP. You probably have him a little higher than that. Yeah. Main event ADP was higher. Main event VP was 95. Right. So, but keep in mind, there's some, some of that happened after the trade to San Diego where it became abundantly clear that he was going to be their closer. Yeah. Um, that was, he's absolutely not a bust though. He is currently a bust. Yeah. He got you 28 saves. Yeah, at pick a hundred. That's not bad. If you even, told me even, pick hundred, I can. Great. Yeah, and maybe two of those he got recently. So maybe you know the, with the Brewers. But uh, in fact, uh, I take you know with the Brewers he had he has thirty total. He had twenty eight with the Padres. Mm-hmm. That last couple of weeks with the Padres was exceedingly tough. Mm-hmm. So say you you rostered twenty six out of the thirty. 
You tell me, pick 100. I can roster 26 days and then fill the roster spot with something else. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. I'll take yep. it. Yep. Scott Scott Barlow and Mark Melanson are my next two. And then I think I might kind of cut off the word early there. Scott Barlow, good. Mark Melanson. Barlow, yeah. Yeah. Barlow is, Barlow's been beautiful. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, he, not as many saves as those other guys, only yeah. 21 saves, but 253, 103, 65 strikeouts, five wins. Yeah. Uh, the wins are a, a sneaky added component of that, too. Yeah. If I was to go further, it would be Soto, Kittredge, Jake McGee, all in a. And tight this is bunch. the area we talk in football. There's the running back dead running zone. Back right? dead zone yeah. There's a closer dead zone, too. Yeah. Matt Barnes is right after them. He can fit in the closer dead zone. Yeah, Barlow was the only guy that escaped the vortex there, really. Yeah, David Bednar and Lou Trevino there in that. Like, we're sure out of early, early, like, closers at this point. I think my takeaway is, like, I don't think that – when I say early closers, like, I don't think any closers are going in round two like Hayter and Hendricks did. Like, I don't think that's happening next year. I'd agree with I that. could be wrong. Maybe Diaz will. Diaz and Colossae might. Colossae, I don't know with his strikeout total if people will push him that high fair i don't know maybe um i guess the whole reason you take them that early or big reason is the job extra job security that they have and, and reliability i don't know i i think i think drafting a closer so i've done this year with jeff Zimmerman on our super team we drafted presley and chapman in rounds four and five and last year we drafted i think it was chapman who was fine last year like okay good enough and trevor rosenthal in rounds five and six. So uh-huh. both years, both years we've double tapped early closers and both years, just one of them has, one of them has been acceptable. And the other one's been like complete zero, basically. Uh, Rosenthal was a zero and Chapman not far off. So um, I, I kind of wondering if like, maybe that is too much, like too much investment in the closer position or taking a closer around like two or three, Maybe that's too much as well. It might be. Uh, I I think where you are in that those respective rounds matter too. I mean, you may have other targets, and if you get, I think they're the they're the pivot if your targets get taken. Uh, like, okay, right. I'll take a closer. Right. Go back. That sure. was the old mentality. Yep. Like when when Derek Van Riper, I believe, was the first to use the phrase double tap closers because he did it at a turn, like a three four turn, I think. Right. Um, you know, he, he, when he did that there, it was like, oh yeah. And some of the, the discussion was, some of it was proactive on Derek's part, but I also, I think, you know, we've talked about like, Hey, just take the closer. If you're not sure, if you don't like the, the remaining pools, you get aced out on the aces. Okay. We'll go, we'll go with closer instead. Or, you know, the, those, those speed power guys dry up in the third or fourth round. Okay. Well, I'll go with the closer instead. Uh, I think that's been a mentality. Now in response to you saying, maybe you should only go with one. How do you know the one that you got is not the bust of the two? I know that could be your. And then you're left with zero. I, I I know. I think um, I think part of the theory of getting the two early closers is that you're going to stay out of the closer madness, the chaos, the weekly like speculation fab. Maybe Tanner Houck should be picked up. Like who's closing for the Reds now? Like that whole thing is just annoying yeah it is however reds mariners so many teams like that now however i think maybe it's just maybe that's hack actually just part of it though like maybe it sure it's annoying i cut paul seawald in a really important league because he had like no saves in april 
And now he has something like 17 and good ratios. We've been really valuable to keep. Like, I know all that stuff's annoying and trying to grab these guys late mm-hmm. and off waivers, but maybe that's actually just part of a winning formula, even though it's hard. Like it can be hard, but also part of a winning formula. I think that's a great point. Um, I, I think it is, you know, we, just because you find it distasteful doesn't mean you need to be, you don't, doesn't mean you can't do it. You know that you yeah. shouldn't do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It, it's nice. I'll say this. Um, I'm not streaming starting pitchers in September with uh, the, the team that has so many wins and that has been very liberating, but I'm in the muck with all the closers there too. And, you know, right now we've got four relievers active in that league. We've got, you know, we held on to clay Holmes this whole time after we picked mm-hmm. him up, we missed yep. his first couple of saves because it was one of those, okay, Chapman looks terrible. Let's just pick up Holmes. And then we kept him on our bench and we missed out on some good weeks. Uh, but we've held on to him like through his IL trip. Thank God we did because now we're getting some saves again. Uh, but, you know, it's been making do with Barlow. And then we picked up Sir Anthony Dominguez. Yay for one save. And then he got hurt. We've re-picked him up since, by the way. Uh, we're, we're dealing with Jimmy Hergit. We're G- dealing with others like that there. And, you know, it's, it's ugly. But we're in the 40s in saves. And that's enough to get us points. You know, that's, yep. sometimes that. Just that those hustle points. Now the, the problem is like when you spend big money on one of the fab guys and you know in, in fab on one of those guys and it doesn't work. Like you do that, you want to get that guy, the Ryan Helsley, who is closing the rest of the season, or Holmes or something like that. Mm-hmm. But so many other times you're getting a guy that may not even be the guy. I remember Hector Norris went for big fab money early on when the first yeah. time Presley got hurt. Um and nope, sorry, it's Mon- it, it wasn't him. It's it, it, it's uh, and that's the, the the frustrating, annoying thing is not being identified the right the right guy who's this filling guy too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, maybe the answer is that you also don't you don't spend big bucks. You gr- like you grind <laughs> it out. Unfortunately, yeah. even though it sucks, you know, I have Ian Kennedy on a couple teams. Oh, that, I have him too. Yeah, yeah same and, team. Yeah, and it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty, but he didn't cost a hundred dollars. He costs like I don't remember twenty or something like that. Um, you know, uh, but some of those guys, Jonathan Hernandez, who's had some saves recently, but it's just trying to grind out. AJ Pucks had some saves. I mentioned Fairbanks, Jason mm-hmm. Adam. He's had some saves, but maybe the 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 thing is, is you have to grind them out, especially. So I'm noticing in the 15 team leagues, there are no there are no starting pitchers to add. Like, no, like not only are there like they're none. Like I was evaluating Drew Hutchison on Sunday. Like I actually spent a few minutes looking at Drew Hutchison and thinking, could I start this guy? If this guy had a decent matchup, could I start this guy? He's had some, his ERA is like, I don't know. It's like high threes or something. I was like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. and then I kind of shook my head. I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? Like I'm evaluating whether I could start a bad pitcher like Drew Hutchison on a terrible team like Detroit on a one start week. And then I went back and said, forget it. I would like, I'm not interested, but at least you can play around with these saves. John Schreiber is another one, right? Who just was on waivers a lot this week. Like you said, Jimmy Herget, who I didn't get, but bid on. Um, Like at least you can play around with these. And there's people to add late in the season to try to keep boosting yourself up in saves, which may lend itself again to saying, I'm not going to double tap elite closers. I'm going to try to get one and try to get class a or something. And then I'm going to work. I'm going to work some mid mid round, a mid round pick or two. I'm going to work the waiver wire and I'm going to hope that my 
class A or my Kenley Jansen or whatever gets me 30 saves. And then I'm going to work to get myself 20 more from various pitchers. And, and instead I'm going to have maybe more starting pitchers because, because I can't find in 15s, I can't find them in 12s. I can still find starting pitchers on the waiver wire in 15s. I can't, there, there aren't any Chris Archer's yeah. gone. Well, <laughs> in my good. league. That, that's a gift. You know, thank, <laughs> when you speak of that person that, that picked him up in your league, speak, speak well, because he did you a favor. Yeah. Like uh, there are literally, I looked at Ken Waldachuk, right? Because that, he, he, look at his neck, look at like his, his. Oh yeah. He, look at his strikeout numbers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's I was going to say, there. look at his matchups for the rest of the season. If you just project him out for his starts, they're like mm-hmm. all, almost all playoff teams that he's facing for the rest of the year. So he's pitching for Oakland against playoff teams. Like you really, is that really your, like if you needed to move up and you need a starting pitcher to move up, he is not probably going to be, he's going to be really talented to be your you know answer. What? You are just stealing content from your next segment though. With Fred's five <laughs> must pick up players there for September. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm just ruling people out right now. The de- yeah. the guys I'm not picking, you know who I'm not picking up? Starting pitchers. That, you know yeah. what I mean? Not in that segment, starting pitchers. Except for Ken are, Waldachuk, who you are t- picking up there. But uh, no, I, I mentioned him until I went and dove into his matchups. And yeah. then... I was like, oh, oh no. So you're not picking him up. I'm not sorry. picking I, I him up. I was so busy looking at something. I misheard you there. Oh, sorry, no. I was saying, um, no, I like I had mild interest in him until I looked and he he faces like this week. It's the Braves. One week, it's the Mets. One week, it's like a two star week, but it's Texas and Houston. He's got the Mariners once or twice. And like mm-hmm. that's the rest of the season. Like that's his schedule. So how many wins can Ken Waldachuk picking, pitching for the A's realistically get? With that that sounds like a how many chucks can a woodchuck chuck? But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like one, 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 one win you're hoping for at that yeah. point, especially because it's the A's. So you know they're not going to support them. Yeah, right. So yeah, there's just there are not starting pitchers. You need starting pitcher depth, and maybe you can mess. Maybe since we only need 45, 50 saves, you can mess around with your relievers. I, yeah. I don't know. It's This is all the work in progress. Well, I kind of stumbled into that strategy in the main. I mean, that's where yep. we have so many wins. Because, like, in the teens, I mean, I I, I literally said to, to Tim, okay, let's just load up on starting pitchers. We'll go 8-1-7-2 if we have to early on. Um, and just then we can fab uh, fab closers. It's kind of worked. Stumbled upon a strategy. I don't think it's necessarily the way to go, but I think it is a way to go if you get not blocked out on the top top closers. Every once in a while, you see a top closer slip. Class A dropped to me in uh, labor this year. I got him relatively cheaply, if I recall correctly. Now, I may have missed that other thing's wrong in that league, but closers I'm fine in. But I think it's a it's it's, it's a way to make things work. It's a way to work around when you don't, because there's a finite number of elite closers, and if they're getting pushed up, something else falls to you. You, you got to get to something else right. Mm-hmm. But then... You know, it's you, you punish the league for not giving you the closers. You get the better stars. Now, I happen to get lucky too on some of the stars we got: Gonsolin, Wainwright, Michaelis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, notice none of those are like huge strikeout guys. That was the thing that kind of fell a little bit, right. maybe perhaps. But they gave you <laughs> gave us so many wins and great ratios uh, that it was it made things you know more viable uh, in the long run. And it it is liberating to kind of cut off one area that you need to find in in, in categories to pick up. Something you don't deal with in football, by the way. You just you're just mm-hmm. fantasy points. Yeah, you just you know, get your points. Opposed, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Uh, before we before we talk about your must get September players, <laughs> quick note from our friends on the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Rotowire, and he's Fred. Fred with the closet, Jeff with the uh, the window open, and no no noise for once coming out that way. But uh, let's talk about some of the uh, five must get September pickups for Fred Zinke that we you know we got to deliver. We teased it this year a little bit. No starting pitchers. Let's talk about some of the other guys. I'll tee you up. I'll name the player. You can talk about him here because you already put the time in and wrote about it here. So uh, number one, uh, I am going to get go with one starting pitcher that you mentioned here. Because he he's a guy that people don't realize is pitching very well. It was very terrible at the Nats. That is Austin Voth with the Baltimore Orioles. And you could probably do a whole article on Baltimore Orioles pitchers and you, you know, all season long and how well that's been a good pickup. But tell me more about Austin Voth. Yeah, actually, I, I did think about writing an article on Boston or on Baltimore Orioles pitchers because we all know that LA Dodgers pitchers are like seem to always exceed expect or often exceed expectation. But yeah, right. if you just this year, if you just picked up all the Orioles pitchers <laughs> you would have you, like you, like you would have gotten some great values on some of these guys who I've known Dean Kramer and and Austin both for example yeah so both wasn't great last time out but 
like with Baltimore since he's been on Baltimore, which is, is actually the bulk of his season. Um, 17 appearances, 13 starts, 271 ERA, 117 whip. And his FIP is 346. So a little higher in his ERA, but still, if I could get a 346 ERA out of both, uh, we know that pick, pitching in Camden Yards is much better than it used to be. Uh, both does not get big strikeout numbers. Um, however, he hasn't allowed more than three runs in any start since. The last time he allowed more than three runs actually wasn't to start. It was before he was in the rotation. It was way back in May. The yep. last time he allowed more than three runs in any appearance. So since he's been in their rotation, he's allowed three runs twice. And all the rest are ones and twos. He does not get a ton of strikeouts. He's probably averaging just eyeballing about four strikeouts per start. So he's not going to turn around that category for you. But Baltimore's got a winning record. He's got, you know, four wins since the beginning of July, which doesn't sound amazing, but it's pretty normal nowadays. A couple wins a month. Um, yeah, I think he's useful. 12 team yeah. leagues. I think he's, I think, I think if I picked him up, I would actually just keep him for the rest of the year. Only problem is schedule. Yep. Again, next game is at home against the Red Sox. At least it's home. I don't hate that. I don't totally yeah. hate it. They're Baltimore. kind of playing at the string now. Yep. yep. Yeah. And he's in Baltimore. And Baltimore's still fighting. Yeah. I think Baltimore, I'll say this as a Jays fan, I think Baltimore's going to win tonight and climb back in. Yesterday was a really bad day for Baltimore. But I think they'll climb back in a little bit tonight. But I think Bradish versus Mitchell White. Yep. I yeah. Can see it. Yeah. White just hasn't been good lately. And Bradish sneakily has been very good lately. Totally. Yeah. yeah, another Orioles pitcher that yeah. lately you could stream. So yeah, I think but, I think a lot of those Orioles pitchers. Like again, I'm not starting them at Yankee Stadium, but now that their home park's better, I and I'll start them against Tampa in either location. So yeah, and I, like you I said, won't I start both. He'll start both this week against Boston, but next week he's at Toronto. So I wouldn't use him there. Probably out for That's that. A bridge one. too far for me. The Jays lineup has been like a little up and down in the last. It has well, actually very up and down in the last few weeks, but. I probably still fear them enough that I wouldn't do that. I might do it if he got like a matchup with Mitch White or something. But if he had a matchup against like Gosman or Manoa, then forget it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, next pickup option here. Bubba Thompson. Very fast man uh, playing for the Texas Rangers. He's been a, he's been picked up in a lot of leagues already in the main. I noticed that already. But uh okay. On Yahoo leagues, he was low, low rostered at least at the time he wrote this article over the weekend. Yeah, there's not much interest in him. Like I get it, he's he's like a total one category guy, but along with saves, steals are the one where like you can you can easily identify a few players who can really move you up, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he like he's very like he's someone who because he's a one category guy will be more readily available than others. So since the all-star break, he's tied for third in the majors and steals. Yeah. He's also hitting 295. He's got a super high BABIP, so I can't totally endorse him as a batting average help. Um, he is hitting 295 since the all-star break, but um, yeah, he, he he's, he's a one category guy, but he's stealing at this lately. He's stealing like two bases a week. He is. You can't find that from very many guys. There's going to be no one available in your 12 team leagues, probably other than him who can get you that amount of steals. Like Jake McCarthy, I think has gone in all those leagues now. So Jake McCarthy has been great, a great free. Oh, he's been awesome. Yes. I don't think Corbin Carroll and Gunnar Henderson are available after this last, last weekend's fab run. I think those are two players also, obviously that'd be very interesting, but uh, yeah, just uh, pulling up Thompson now on uh, 
you know, on Yahoo, just to see, see yeah. just get an idea of it. He's, he's obviously roster only. It's only 18% rostered though, yeah. overall. If I needed uh, pure steals, like if I needed pure steals, he would be after McCarthy, he'd be my next guy. Like taking away like Bobby Witt and these guys who are never going to be on your waiver wire. Uh, yep. Thompson would be my next guy after McCarthy. So in a 10 team, you could probably get McCarthy. You could maybe still get McCarthy, maybe, but anything deeper than that. Yeah. I think Thompson's your guy. And again, he's, he's going to, he's not going to help you at all in homers and RBIs really, but right. The, the steals are worth it in a lot of leagues. Exactly. So yeah, yeah I think he's a very interesting pickup. Yeah. My home league that's on Yahoo. I have a second league that's on Yahoo. He was available. So Okay. It's not anymore. I picked him up. There Thanks you for your advice. If he fails, it's your fault. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about a couple other guys here uh, that might be interesting. Closing, Jimmy Herget. We talked about him uh, in yeah. passing a little bit there. Uh, so Herget and Schreiber were the two options. We ended up prioritizing Herget over Schreiber just because I think Boston might mix and match a little bit more. Uh, but, yes, I mean, they're so both I. very good. Yes. I, I think Herget has a better chance to get like all of his team saves or, or like no, virtually all of his team saves. I don't know how many that's going to be from the angels, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think like, I think if the angels produce six more saves for, for he could get four or five in the rest of the season. Um, yep. Schreiber, I like actually, but I, I agree with you. I think sometimes Whitlock might get a save. Sometimes Matt Barnes, if the Red Sox get six more saves, I could see all three of those guys getting like two or maybe, maybe Shriver gets three yeah. or something like that. So I like Herget a little more than that. Um, yeah. I left the Cubs guys out of that recent article. Cause I kind of written them up a lot lately. I think Rowan Wick got their most recent save, but I still think Hughes might be the guy over Wick. Although I think it's like a just manager's whim or timeshare or who's had the most rest or something type situation. But when yeah. Wick got that last save, they were in Toronto and Wick is Canadian. And I think that that was a bit of a favor to him. Just yeah. uh, like it's his first time he ever got a save in Canada. It might be the only time he ever gets a save in Canada. <laughs> They're out of the race, kind of a special moment for him. The announcers talked about it on the home broadcast for the blue Jays. Canadians eat all that stuff up. Like we like that stuff. Cause there only are about 20 Canadians in the majors. So all that stuff is meaningful for us. So I don't, I didn't take that as a big sign that Wicks are closer. And then I noticed Wick pitched like the sixth or seventh inning of a game a couple days later. So right. he was, I think is still hanging around. I, like I did not use him in a league this week, but I held him. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's probably, uh, probably the right play. I mean, I, yeah. yeah, Hughes has had a couple of rough outings recently too. So that's he the has. other thing. He got taken deep by, was it Pujols that took him deep? I think it was. Yep, it was. Ago, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that was on Sunday, and yeah. that was to that supported my Miles Michaelis eight inning shutout start. So I was very happy about that one. Yeah. Uh, on the the graphic that we use for this podcast on Yahoo, we we featured Alex Cobb. Uh, I just want to point out, yeah. And by the way, uh, you know, Billy says no shot Cobb's on the list. He's a diehard Giants fan. His reigning schedule is uh, terrible. You're right. I mean, the next three starts are Dodgers, Braves, Dodgers. It doesn't get much worse than that. Um, I just want to point out how good Cobb's been recently. Oh, yes. And how unlucky he was at the start of the year. He's got a 358 ERA right now. 284 FIP, though. I mean, he has been exceedingly unlucky, both from the bullpen and also from, like, the defense behind him. Really, really bad defense. Giants, surprisingly, have had really awful defense all season long. Yes, they Uh, have it's been really kind of tough to watch them. It's weird to say that in the last 60 days, Alex Cobb has a 266 ERA, a 116 whip, 63 strikeouts in 61 innings. Uh, mm-hmm. 
for that effort in those last 60 days, he's one in three. <laughs> yeah. One in three with that, I, those ratios. It's I, just I, insane. I, yeah. I love Cobb. I, I think Cobb is a victory for those of us who use analytics and advanced stats because the first two months of the year, his ratios were awful. And I I, I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but I even, I had a couple of people tweet at me saying like, Fred, stop putting Cobb in all your Yahoo articles. Like you put him in every week as like buy low or (laughs) pick him up on waivers. And like every week he stinks. And I was like, no, this guy's going to turn around. Yeah. June ERA 216, July 275, August 310. And he threw seven shutout innings in his first start in September. Like you said, he's only got got two wins in his last uh, 14 starts to show for all those great ratios. But whatever. There's only so much we can control. He's pitching really well. I know his schedule is really hard. But when guys are pitching well, uh, it depends on your league size. Like you may still. I think I benched him in our our, uh, labor league. But Mm -hmm. like I thought about it. I thought about putting him in. The Dodgers are a really tough matchup. But. I thought about putting him in because like, again, like they're a tough matchup, but like pitchers who are pitching really well can still hold their own against them. They're not the all-star team. Yeah. They have some slumpers in there. Um, totally. Chris Taylor's in a massive downswing right now, for instance. Um, yeah. I still, I, I would probably, it's really hot out here in Southern California right now. The There's seven home runs in the game last night between the yeah. giants and the Dodgers. I think the giants hit five, uh, which see also Andrew Heaney bad start. Yeah, uh, it, the heat wave is supposed to last through Friday. So, I mean, start your hitters right now is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, although somehow it doesn't apply to the San Diego Padres. Uh, and case Salazar mentions that we we're making fun of the Padres possibly collapsing yet again after the trade deadline. They are collapsing. They've lost three in a row. The Phillies lost six out of seven and they haven't lost any ground of the Padres. Uh, the Phillies went out West and had a really hard time too. They were off yesterday. They needed that off day badly. Uh, but they're still the second wild card ahead of the uh, Padres. Padres, I mean, are they're hanging on and get, you know, hanging on for dear life, holding on, trying to hold off the Brewers. Yep, yeah, they uh, it, that that one's going to come out of the wire, and it's going to make things really exciting. I'll say one thing for Cobb, since I'm always backing Cobb, even mm-hmm. in the heat wave, even with the ball flying out of the park, Cobb has one of the highest ground ball rates of any starter this year. It's over sixty yeah. percent. So. Maybe he's maybe he can withstand that, and the other guy will get give up all the home runs. Whoever's acing it for the Dodgers that night can right. maybe he'll give up all the home runs, and Cobb will uh, and Cobb will be okay. But yeah, that Brewers Padres is that's going to come. I think I think that's going to come right down to it. Uh, I don't think the Padres are going to suddenly like catch fire. I don't. I guess they could. They it's a pretty good roster even without Tatis, but yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I think emotionally they were really down for a while after the yep. Tatis came out. I, 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 you know, I can't prove that's not provable. Yeah. Yeah. Not quantifiable, but I think it was an issue. I think it really was. They gave uh, up so much for this Juan Soto guy and he hasn't even been very good for them. <laughs> Maybe they overpaid. No, I'm just, my kidding. XFL team knows that all too well because yeah. He, and, and meanwhile, Harper hasn't done much since coming back either. I have both of them. Uh, okay. and it, and I've been losing ground in that league ever since Harper came back. Actually, both there and in the main event. I don't think Harper's homered since coming back yet. Uh, he had a, he's hit a couple of rockets, but you know I don't think he's. I, I got to check the lock scores, but they got swept this weekend in San Francisco. No, he hasn't homered since coming back. Uh, and in fact, since since he's returned, uh, that's 38, uh, 38 plate appearances. He's already had seven walks, so his on base is all right. Mm-hmm. He's hitting for average. 323, but uh, he's also slugging 387. So, like the, I think they're pitching around him a lot, 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't help that Cassianos is now hurt. That was a big loss for them because he was finally starting to show some signs of life. Uh, but it seems like, uh, you know, I, I need more from him. I need him to catch fire. When I was talking about my main event team that's struggling, I need I need Harper to start carrying me again like he was earlier. Yeah, and that's one of the things I forget if we – I know we mentioned this before we started recording. I don't think we mentioned it after we started recording, but there's not much not much you can do about it. You, Bryce Harper's sitting in your lineup. You're not yeah. moving him out. You're just yeah. waiting. He could hit five home runs this week, the rest of the week, and all of a sudden everything's great. Or he could hit none. And yep. and you're in big trouble, but you can't move him in and out of your lineup. You just nope. need to hope. For and the he's best. not, he's by far not even close to being the biggest problem on that team. You know, right. Eloy, Eloy is just, Oh, talk yeah. about a hair pulling guy. He's in, he's out. He's in, he's out. Okay. I benched him over the weekend. He homers on Saturday. Like, yeah, very yeah. frustrating. But, but Harper is a problem in the sense that it, like, you're not expecting him to just even be good. Like you need, you need him to be great. And yep. since he's come back nine games, zero homers, zero steals, yeah, four, eight combined runs in RBIs, which I guess isn't completely horrible, but it's not good. It's not Bryce Harper. No, yeah, you need no. him to be good. Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. so that that that's that's pretty big on that one there. All right, um, I think we do, do we get it. We got five there. I think I don't five. know if we didn't get five. I'll throw Let's a couple go one more. Bonus bonus. Ones. Let's talk about your Reds because I got. Spencer Steer and TJ Friedel in both of them in labor in, I got Steer in a couple NFBC leagues. I got Friedel in another NFBC league. I think I picked up Steer and maybe Friedel too. And our friends and family, at least one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So am I on the right track here? Because I see these guys getting fairly regular playing time. Friedel can steal a base. Steer looks like a promising hitter. The Reds have an okay schedule this week and then like a really good schedule. Nine next games next week. Nine. Yes. They play a lot of games at either a combination of good parks, obviously there's being one of them, and or against weak pitching staffs the rest of the season. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like these Reds could be the key to victory. What do you think? They could be interesting. I think you know, Jake Fraley is no longer Mickey Mantle, but he's still useful too. Uh, he's been available yeah. in some leagues. Uh, I Yeah. This week, they get the Cubs, and then at the Brewers, that's not so great. Uh, but although they miss out on Burns, they miss out, uh, but they do get Woodruff. Um, but, but then the following week, they get the, the Pirates for a four-game series and the Cardinals for five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be pretty wild. So we'll watch and see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're on the right track. I mean, I think some of this is just, you know, get as many games as you can from these guys. Now, the problem for the team like the Reds, though, is they're going to mix mix and match a little bit, make sure everybody plays in those doubleheaders. So you're not going to get all nine games, uh, especially no. especially with like Friedel. I feel like you're going to probably probably well seven. Steer too for that matter. Can I you get know. seven? That's what I was yeah. looking for. Steer seven would be great, and seven yep. is very viable. Uh, Steer is a prospect. You know, James yep. Anderson has him as his number one hundred third prospect uh, in in the game. So. Yeah, that could be pretty interesting right then and there. Uh, and then Friedel, I mean, I, I think, I, I, you know, I think the two homers that were a mirage uh, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't see him as a guy that's ever really going to be much of a power threat. 26 years old. I mean, he could catch lightning in a bottle for a couple of weeks, and that's all you're hoping for. But I don't see the power being likely to return. But then again, you know, anybody can get hot, get hot for a couple of weeks, so. Yeah, not not bad ideas. I mean, and we're just we're we're starving. We're starving for guys to play and yep. you know, good ballpark for their home games. Why not? 
Yeah, I never felt like the homers. So when I saw the homers on Sunday, it didn't make me think, hey, maybe this guy's more of a power hitter <laughs> than this massive yeah. sample size of his career has indicated. It just made me think a guy who hits two homers, he hit two homers in the first game, and then he also got two hits in the second game. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that probably keeps him in the lineup. So if that just keep, keeps him in the lineup fairly regularly for the for the next few days, you know, if he can just get to that nine game week as someone who plays most days um, and he's a left handed bat who's got limited activity against lefties this year. But when he has gotten the chance to hit lefties, he's actually hit them really well, really, really small sample. But he has hit them well enough that his manager could say, OK, well, let's give him a couple starts against lefties. He's done OK in, in limited opportunities. So. Yeah, yeah, a guy with an 806 OPS and a little bit of speed at this point in the year, I'm in. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. I like it there. Yeah. Um, I also like Caesar Sportsbook because they uh, advertise with us, and we always like people to advertise with us. So quick note from Caesars. The weather is heating up, and boy, is it out here. And so are the promotions at Caesar Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesar Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesar Sportsbook promo code ROTO15. That's R-O-T-O-1-5. The promo code gives us new users, gives new users a risk-free first bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the Caesars Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 when signing up. Jeff Erickson here with Fred Zinke. We are talking about, uh, we, we just did our sneaky pickups for September. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about before we sign off today, because uh, I know uh, we all have a lot of stuff going on. You're a football writer too, Fred. I noticed that. You're doing a lot of football writing. You done with your drafts? Um, so I am, but I'm still feeling the itch. I just last minute signed up for a league last night and did a all draft right. before I went to bed. Um, and then an FFPC draft. And um, after I was done, the football drafts are just so fast and they're so easy. Like yeah. after you do a baseball draft, you're kind of exhausted. Um, after a football draft, man, it was like 90 minutes or something. Yeah. It's so easy. And I was like, oh, I could do another one of these right now. So tonight I'm definitely not drafting because my kids have too many sports tomorrow. I'm not ruling out sneaking in one more draft because do this a run wire online championship, the NFFC, you should do it. I can't, I can't do that because oh, I live Canada. in Ontario. Who earns? That's so right. that is a new thing this summer where Ontario has messed up their Ontario has added sports betting. And in the process of adding sports betting, they've made an error where like, why would you care about us playing in fantasy leagues that we've played in for, I played in the NFBC and NFFC for 20, years. 25 years, yeah. 20 years for sure. I have, um, why would you care about me playing in that again this year when you just legalize and there's sports betting like all over the place. But anyways, in the wording of everything and the way they've set it up, they've got it messed up. So I know there are people working behind the scenes to try to get that fixed by next baseball season. But for football season, the NFFC let me know and all the other Canadians um, that we can't play this year. Yeah, it stinks. Sad. It's very sad. Very sad. And so I was sad about it. But as you know, like baseball is kind of my number one. Like, I really hope it's fixed by February or January even, but I hope it's fixed by then. And then I can play in NFBC leagues. Who do you talk to? Who, which governmental representative can you complain to? This is provincial government. So it's probably, uh, it's probably Doug Ford. 
that I need to go to. If you've never looked up any Doug Ford videos, just Google. Google I have. The whole Ford (laughs) family seems to be a source of entertainment. They are a source of entertainment. Doug Ford would be a guy who would want to go in your fantasy football league. So there's no way this was his idea. All right. He actually used to coach high school football before he was in politics. So he would want to be in your league. But anyways, so I can't can't go in those online championships right now. That's a bummer. Frustrating. Bummer. Yes. Let's finish off with two questions. Nelson asks, I added Jose Quintana pitches versus Washington night and Pittsburgh Sunday, two-star pitcher. Good pick. Yep. You like it? Yep. I yep. endorse I like it too. It. Two really good matchups. Like you could get burned, but this late in the year, I think I don't think you're going to get much better than that. For sure. Yeah. Then James asks, Nick Lodolo or Jordan Montgomery rest of the season categories league? Not, not points. So uh, categories. Sorry. First name was. James asked Nick Lodolo or Jordan Montgomery. Okay, sorry, second name is Jordan Montgomery. Oh, oh, Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, snap call, huh? I, I realize Lodolo I, is really good. I like Nick Lodolo for sure, but he's still a little wild. And he still pitches for the Reds. So even when he pitches awesome, like he did on Sunday, the bullpen can go in and go and blow it all yes. up. Jordan um, Montgomery, since he got to St. Louis, has been awesome six starts five and oh 147 era 32 to six strikeout to walk like he has been great since he got St. Louis. like i would take jordan montgomery over a lot of pitchers right now by the way fun fact on nick lodolo if he just steps it up a little bit he can average one hit batter per start this year he's only one behind right now hey having don't let him get comfortable i mean I, I, i'm fully on board with that no <laughs> digging in against me when nicolas latter day don drysdale let's go yeah when nicolas starts the other team knows like one of you is getting hit like yes. somewhere in, in nicolas like about five innings that he's going to throw one of the nine of you is getting hit so because he's look to I, your he's left look to your right one of you will get hit it's yes. like one l law school there huh? <laughs> yes. all right i like it yeah uh, in his last eight starts, Lodolo only has one win, but in that stretch, he's got a 289 ERA, a 114 whip, 53 strikeouts, and 46 innings. So six hit, yeah. six batters hit. By the way, to your point, yeah. and also 18 walks. So that's a that's just, a good amount of walks. But yeah, he's just it's the what holds going to hold Lodolo back even next year are the two things. Like you said, his team's not like his team slash bullpen isn't good. So he's probably right. not going to have great win potential, and with the walks. Uh, his whip is unlikely to be low, whereas Montgomery has the control this year where he can he has a 110 whip or sorry, a 106 whip this year. Like he has the control skills to help your whip too. Lodolo yeah. and Montgomery could have similar ERAs. I think Montgomery will have better whip and way more wins. Fewer fewer strikeouts by a bit, but I'll, I'll take the trade off. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, and as we preach, you know, this time of year, it matters what's going on in your categories. If you need yes. Ks, yeah. you know, go Lodolo. Uh, yep. Montgomery since going over to the Cardinals has been amazing. 147-093. That's obviously not bankable. He had that one bad outing against the Braves, but 32 Ks and only six walks in those 36 innings. So he, his K rate has gone up since joining the, the Cardinals. So uh, that helps too, which is always yep. nice. Yep. All right. Good questions, folks. Uh, thanks everybody for chiming in on this, the forum here. Fred, what do you got cooking? What's your next article going to be? Baseball, football, both? Back to baseball. Got a pickups. Got a new pickups article. Might have yes! the Reds in it. Content coming <laughs> coming out on Friday. I think I did have an art- football article was yesterday, and that was players who have tough early season schedules might get off to a slow start, but you shouldn't panic because their schedule's bad or something in their team. Okay, it might hold them back early in the season. Then they'll then they'll get rolling. 
Very good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Big thanks for tuning in. We've got prospect podcast tomorrow. I've got Paul Sporer on Thursday talking baseball. Al Zeidenfeld talking ba- football with me tomorrow. Uh, so looking forward to that as, as well. Al's great. So looking forward to that. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Take care.